0: Hi there, I'm Dr. Trevor Cates. Welcome to the Spot Doctor Podcast. Today we're talking about achieving balance through 40 years of Zen. About a year ago, a friend of mine introduced me to a program, a technique that really changed things on a fundamental level for me. It's not something I've shared on the Spot Doctor Podcast before, so I felt it was time. So who is this friend? His name is Dave Asprey, and he is the founder and CEO of Bulletproof 360, creator of the global phenomenon, Bulletproof Coffee, a two-time New York Times best-selling author, the host of the Webby Award-winning podcast, Bulletproof Radio, and a serial entrepreneur. Dave has dedicated over two decades of his life identifying and working with world-renowned doctors, scientists, luminaries, and innovators to uncover the most advanced methods for enhancing mental and physical performance. Dave's discoveries and the companies he's founded offer tools that enable people the opportunity to take control of body, mind and biology, elevating human performance far beyond whatever what we ever dream possible. By employing the principles of biohacking, by the way, that's a term added to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary in September of 2018 with Dave's influence, Dave has lost over 100 pounds, upgraded his brain, learned to sleep more efficiently in less time, and become a more effective entrepreneur, husband, father, and overall human being. Dave has been featured on media outlets like The Today Show, CNN, CNBC, Nighttime, Dr. Oz, The Steve Harvey Show and many more. His impact has been felt on a global scale. He really is a a game changer and a maverick. You may have already heard of Dave Asprey in association with Bulletproof or seen interviews I've done with him but today is different. We're talking about something different. Dave helped start a program called 40 Years of Zen and the skills and experience I obtained from this helped me on a deep level. I share all about it in today's interview. I got a chance, I was ran into Dave at a conference, pulled him aside and interviewed him about that. I wanted to make sure he'd heard my story and knew what it impacted and made. He's been such a great friend and mentor in my business for me, and so it was great to connect with him and talk to him about this. I hope it inspires you to think about what steps you can take today to make a shift in your life to create more balance physically, mentally, emotionally, and maybe even spiritually. So please enjoy this interview. Okay, Dave, it's so good to see you.
1: Trevor, I always like getting to hang out with you.
0: Well, and we're talking about 40 Years of Zen today because I had such an amazing experience with it. So I wanted you to share with everybody why you started it, how it all came to be. okay, And how, and also, it who is a good fit for, so okay. we'll talk about all that today.
1: So 40 Years of Zen is a personal development neurofeedback program. And it's based on 20 years of doing neurofeedback that I've done in order to basically edit and turn off or upgrade the voice in my head. So I don't have all the negative things that used to be going on in there. And it's allowed me to have a lot more energy, which makes everything that you do easier, like having multiple companies at the same time and being a dad and an author and a podcast and all that kind of crazy stuff that I'm known for doing. My stress level is lower than a lot of people because I just got rid of a lot of the inner garbage that was there. And after a while, I said, well, I want to be able to do this uh, for friends uh, and for people who have the ability or potential to touch thousands or even millions of people's lives. Because when you figure out what's real versus what's your story, um, you actually have, you'll have a very hard time doing bad things. So it's hard to be evil when you have self-awareness. So you could spend 20 or 40 years meditating in a cave, the traditional way, but if you wanted I don't know, have a family or like do something else, that might not work for you. So what if you could get the same brain states, those same targeted states, but you could do it in five days. So I've spent four months of my life doing this. I hired a neuroscientist uh, to co-develop this with me. He's a former nuclear submarine engineer not a typical neuroscientist, but he's also got 20 years and 100,000 neurofeedback sessions under his belt. And we put this together with training on how your emotions work and neurofeedback to guide you on how to take ownership of them. And so this has been a huge part of my personal development and I just, I wanted to share it. And today, people like Trevor, uh, celebrities, CEOs, and a bunch of people are just saying, you know what? I didn't have 20 or 40 years. I wanted... I wanted to become my own guru in a very short period of time, that's how you do it. So that's what 40 Years of Zen is, and it just came about because neurofeedback is simply faster and better than sitting in a cave and eventually noticing, oh, maybe that worked.
0: Yeah, so you <clears> told <throat> me about this a while back, and gosh, was it a couple of years ago, you told me, you said, yeah. Trevor, you need to do this. And I, I was like, okay, Dave, I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you were stuck
1: on a couple, a couple of things. <laughs> But you're also like a highly successful person. And, and that's the, that was the, the trap that I fell into um, early, early on in my career, I'm like, okay, I'm 26. I just made $6 million. I should be happy. Like, I'm not happy at all. In fact, I told a friend, I'll be happy when I have $10 million. And I, I had this, I'll be happy when thing, not understanding that happiness is a core skill. So I find, I mean, one of the guys who did the program was uh was in the newspaper for losing half a billion dollars in one day (laughs) and i I looked at him in, in the first day of the program and i said tell me about your mom and he looks at me and he starts crying i'm like this guy has all the money in the world he could go to any you know monastery any spa any psychologist but no one knows how to do it because your mind builds these invisible barriers that you can't see by definition And so it's really normal when people get successful and they start doing bigger things like you are. um, It's normal to run into these invisible fences and you don't know why they're there or what they are, but they're actually in you. And Mm -hmm. so you had a few of those going on like any successful person does and like you just stepped in and owned it.
0: Oh, thank you. And I know I told you one of the things that I noticed afterwards is that I felt like I was talking faster or thinking faster, like my team couldn't keep up with me. They were like, what is, what happened? What did you do? And I I was like, it's kind of a blessing and a curse, Dave.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are multiple studies that show neurofeedback raises your IQ. It has to be the right kind of neurofeedback and things like that, but we use a combination of some proprietary stuff that we developed, as well as some things that can increase voltage in your brain. So you can actually train your brain to make more electricity, and you can tell neurons, you're not firing fast enough, just these neurons over here, you fire faster. And you over here, you're, you're firing too fast, but only when you talk to this section of the brain. So when you were there, you went through, on day four probably, you went through and you said, okay, Um, You know, what are the characteristics and traits that I want to strengthen, the ones that I want less of? And you can actually dial those in and then train those in your brain and you sit there for 20 minutes and you feel different when you're done. But then over time, those neurons become locked in uh, in a good way, the new stuff that you form there so that, yeah, you come out of there, you are thinking faster. And part of it, if you're constantly sorting through your own mental garbage, Right. And we all have it like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't do that. I'm not good enough. They won't like me. What are they thinking about me? Do I look fat in these pants? Like all those stupid thoughts that don't do anything. And okay, you, I don't know if you, <laughs> you guys probably know, I used to weigh 300 pounds. Right? So I know about fat pants. So I've like tested the number of pleats, by the way, pleats don't work. Uh, but like that whole thing, all those voices, they slow you down. And if you're thinking about that and you're also thinking about what's for lunch in the middle of your meeting with your staff, It's no wonder you're a little slow, you're distracted. But you don't know you're distracted because those thoughts are always there and they're just normal. And you actually think they're you and they're not. They're your hardware, they're the meat in your body trying to be in charge, not letting you be in charge. So that's why when you came back, you had less of your own obstacles in the way and you actually had more electricity firing in your brain. So your staff was like, oh my God, we're gonna have to keep up with her now.
0: Right, it was the combination of creative thoughts Clear thinking and focus was, I think, what sped up things for me.
1: Um, I'm I love it that I did that for you, Trevor. Those are the the cognitive sort of um, the the left brain, logical things you're talking about. What did it do for you emotionally?
0: You know, I think what was interesting for me is that at that point, I uh, I didn't know I was going to lose my dad. Yeah. at that point. And, um, but he was he was sick, but I didn't think he was going to... I didn't think we were going to lose him so quickly. Yeah. And it helped me so much be able mm-hmm. to go through that. And I... Because a lot of what I ended up working on while I was there was my relationship with him. And I didn't even know what I was about <laughs> to go through. And so when all of this happened, he's in the hospital, I even shared my notes with him. He oh, I, like wow. read through my notebook. That's I was so teaching amazing. him some of the some of the work that we did. And he was so impressed and he, he just he loved it. And I so I think that was one of the biggest gifts in doing it was that it helped me heal. And, it, and I always had a great relationship with my dad, but you know, you still there's always stuff right with our families and yeah. <clears throat> and so it kind of helped fast forward and, and make that, you know, heal all that stuff so that I could talk to him about things before he passed
1: what a what an amazing story that is uh, I, I I know that there's always things that happen if you're human <laughs> you had parents at least so far that's the case uh, and if you are, are someone who's going to be born without parents in an artificial womb you're probably gonna have real issues <laughs> just saying but here's what happens when you're one or two or three you're all emotion and no prefrontal cortex. You don't have the hardware to be rational and to understand context. So there's a time that anyone who's been nursed has where it's like, you wanted a boob, you didn't get a boob. Sorry, it happens to all of us. And you're really pissed off about that. So you can have the best parents in the world, but when you're you know nine months old or 12 months old and you're like, God, duh. Okay, that actually leaves an emotional impact. And until you can process that exact emotion with an adult mind in a fully intact prefrontal cortex, the emotional feelings of something as trivial as that, or the time you were bullied. You know how many entrepreneurs have been through the program like, oh my God, I'm an entrepreneur because I was bullied in fifth grade. Like it totally happens, right? And what's going on is you didn't feel good enough. And that feeling of not, not being enough, I'll show them, I'll build a million dollar company and I'll take over the world. and. And all that but it all comes down okay that time that you know daddy wasn't there like well gee daddy was putting bread on the table gluten-free bread but <laughs> but like seriously you didn't know that as a kid you're like i wanted daddy at baseball and he wasn't there all that kind of stuff the emotional impression is left if you're human it has nothing to do with how strong you are how good your parents are how good of a person you are nothing it's just biology and it's hackable and like that's that's why even though you have good parents who loved you and took as good care of you as they could, you're like, of course there's issues because you're alive.
0: Right, right, right. I'm human, I am human. Um, Okay, so tell everybody a bit about the program or do you not like to tell? Okay, because I I know when I did it, I was like, what am I getting into? I don't know, it's five days. There's
1: definitely um, a little bit of an air of mystery on purpose and I'm just, I'm Mm -hmm. going to leave some of that because If I give you all the things that we're doing, you'll just be like, no, really, that's not even possible. So um, what happens is you go in and we measure your brain with a clinical grade 24 channel high-end neurofeedback system to see what your strengths and weaknesses are. Newsflash, 90% of people who come through have electrical evidence of traumatic brain injury. You know what happened when you were two? You walked into a room and there's cushions on everything and there was one little corner and you automatically walked in and banged your head on that one little corner. I swear, my kids do that. Like your, your kids did that too, right? Of course. They magically find that thing and like, I don't know, we're like wired to smack ourselves in the head when we're young. I know,
0: we coffee tables are made to be yeah. toddler size. <laughs> it,
1: it, but it's like we, we tape all the edges of the coffee table except that one and they find that one. Anyway, 90% of people, they fell when they were, you know, on their bike, whatever, and it's still affecting your behavior 30 years later. So you can actually tell the brain that's going on, and it'll wire around it. So for day one, like, All right, let's see how you're doing here. We look at your ideal breathing rate, your heart rate variability, a measure of your stress. There's an executive chef, and we figured out if we feed you the right stuff, there's bulletproof diet in there, uh, and some supplements that you can do two and a half times more neurofeedback than you can if you're eating what you normally eat. So that's something
0: chef. to take away for just everyday function, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Not just for this.
1: Yeah, we, we don't want you to get tired at, at the end of every day, but you will be exhausted at the end of every day just because you're doing so, so much work. And then you meet the facilitators and you go in. These pods look like something probably from a spaceship, and they're they're designed and custom made uh, so you have just an enclosed, safe space to go in and sit down and access really deep places, the, the places that you go when you're a meditation master, uh, when you've spent you know, years doing these, these things. It turns out... A high performance is an altered state. And there's reset modes your brain's capable of where you can go in and say, I'm going to re-experience whatever emotion I have in the boardroom or when I'm fighting with my spouse or whatever the deal is. And you're actually going to go in and tell your body, hey, cut that shit out. That isn't working for me right now. And you're not allowed to do that anymore. Instead, you're going to be aware and conscious and make choices instead of reacting in a situation like that. And it's not gonna cost you anything. Because what most people do right now, if you're listening to this and you haven't done huge amounts of personal development work, something happens, it pushes a button for you, you feel the emotion and you tell yourself a story about why the emotion happened. And then you say, that's why. But here's the deal, it just happened and then you made up the story. And if you don't believe me, you ever lean on a hot stove accidentally and you pull your hand away, like a good thing I pulled my hand away, except you didn't choose to pull your hand away. Something else chose that. It's that same thing that's making you react in situations that you don't want. And so what we're doing there is we're like, all right, let's list those situations where you react in ways that you're not happy with. And let's go through something called the neurofeedback augmented reset protocol and go through and change your reactivity pattern. And when you do that, it's amazing. You can sit in a conference room or at the dinner table or on a date or whatever. And instead of just like completely thinking about what the other person's thinking, tell yourself stories and just being reactive and having your buttons pushed, like I don't really have buttons to push anymore like those. So the effort it takes to, as functioning adults, we all know you go into the meeting, you're like feeling reactive and you're, like, I'm just gonna put on my game face. I'm gonna say the right thing inside. I wanna kill this person, but I'm like, I'm very calm. But everyone knows we all know when someone's sitting there, like that person wants to kill me but they're smiling <laughs> right so what if inside you didn't <laughs> want to kill that person and you were smiling that would be a very different meeting and a different outcome and the amount of effort it takes to smile when you want to punch somebody is very different so what if you remove that innate desire uh, to just tell yourself you're not good enough or to I uh, think bad thoughts about other people and things like that you can do all that stuff and normally it's 20 years of therapy 20 years of sitting in a cage or or in a cave, not a cage. That's a different cage. thing. <laughs> that was a UFC reference. <laughs> okay. uh, but uh, in a cave. And all of that, all of that just can get done in a short period of time. And you know what I'm talking about because you did it.
0: Right. So <clears throat> there are a lot of different personal development techniques out there. How does this play in how does this complement or substitute or augment whatever?
1: We've had people come through who were. 20 year experienced meditators for an hour a day and at the end of it they're like oh my god i was doing it wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that they weren't getting benefit from their meditation they what? were the problem though is that your brain does not have nerves that tell it how it's doing the only brain that that's inside the only nerve that's inside the brain is the fifth cranial nerve it comes from your molars other than that everything in your brain is all about what's going on outside of me what's going on you know, from the neck down and what that means is that it doesn't have self-awareness. And so imagine if you'd never seen yourself. In fact, there's cool movies of mirrors in the jungle. They'll take a mirror and just hang it on a tree and then they'll film it. And you'll see like a gorilla will walk up and be like, oh my God, that's me. And they'll be like, oh, there's spinach in my teeth. And they'll actually <laughs> scrape their teeth. They never thought about the spinach in their teeth. Your brain has spinach in its teeth and you just don't know it. So once the brain realizes, oh my god, this is what's happening, and the way it, it hears and it knows is you're sitting in the pod, your eyes are closed, you've got headphones on, you've got electrodes glued to your head that, that get an electrical signal from what you're actually doing. Not what you think you're doing, but you're actually doing. And it plays back into a sound, and you run through the steps we teach you, that these are, are things you would do like a meditation. And then when you do it right, the sounds get louder, and you do it wrong, the sounds get quieter. So you cannot lie to yourself anymore. And so if you're meditating, thinking I'm doing the right thing, like, oh, the sounds got quieter. Maybe what if during this meditation, I shift what I'm doing or I breathe differently or I think about something else, right? I do the various things that we teach you to do. All of a sudden, like, whoa, I didn't know that this happened. I didn't know that my heart would open that way. And it's now to the point we know about gamma states. We know about alpha states. We know the different states and very advanced meditators. We've been able to quantify them over the last 20 years and you can replicate those states and when you do it, it is life changing and it's a permanent benefit that extends throughout your home life, your community, your social life, your impact on the world, your work life, all of it. Um, to the point that all of the executives at Bulletproof have a, you know, a free week at 40 Years of Zen where I'm paying them their salary and I cover the cost of the training uh, because the return on investment for me to do that is so high because I want people who are, uh, who are conscious and aware and non-reactive. It doesn't mean that you're not passionate. You can be exceptionally passionate, but you can be passionate for good stuff instead of against bad stuff. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And um, I know that what I one of the things that I loved about it is being a scientifically minded doctor to actually see what was happening with my brain while I was meditating. So yeah. to, to see the brain waves and the different types of brain waves, and that was fascinating. And, and then also to get then understanding the connection between those and the sounds that I was hearing. And then that, by the end of the five days, having control over that.
1: It, it's kind of weird. We learned to walk pretty early on, but the process is really sort of painful if you ever seen a kid do that. <laughs> you know, you crawl around for a while, you stand up and you wobble and you fall down. Well, here's the signal. Gravity and pain will teach you pretty well because you fall down and you know you fall down. But when you're trying to meditate, Let's say you're in a monastery, okay, you know, you've, you've got your legs all crossed and, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're meditating and, and the and I've been to Tibet and, you know, done meditation with the masters and, and, and all that. But they'll sit there. Okay, imagine the Buddha. You're sitting on a golden throne and there's 18 little flowers on it and, and you go through this whole thing. Am I doing it right? I have no idea. But if you do it every day... One day, the Zen master is gonna look at you when he's noticing you, because he's watching you know, a room full of 50 people and he's gonna raise an eyebrow. And like, oh yes, I did it right. Okay, what if a thousand times a second across 24 channels on your brain, there was a Zen master looking at you going, you did it right, you did it right, you did it right. No, no, not that, do that, do that. That's why the progress is so much faster. It's yeah. It's that simple. We don't have gravity inside our brain to tell us, ouch, that was wrong. So the brain just does whatever it kind of can do. And it's wired with these three things. Uh, And this is, in my book, Headstrong, this is uh, an original theory that I just came to after studying cellular biology, studying psychology, personal development, is all life forms, including the subcellular mitochondria, the things that are the first line of interactions between you and reality around you, isn't you, it's ancient bacteria inside your cells. They change what your cells do based on what they sense in the world around you, including your stress, including the light, the food, the temperature, everything. So they're just the environmental monitors and power manufacturers and little chemical manufacturers. So they sit there and say, number one goal, don't die right now. And that's why we spend so much energy, like 10 times more than anything else, on don't get eaten by a tiger. Don't, don't do anything that's scary. And you know what's most scary, Trevor? What's that? Well, being alone because we're supposed to be in little tribes of people and if you get ostracized you know what happens you die like your parents won't feed you you won't have a community and so we live in a natural healthy state of terror of not being liked now it's stupid and dysfunctional but does it keep deer in a herd together yes does it keep a pride of lions together yes does it keep slime molds in a biofilm yes like it, it is a fundamental survival thing So, what if we just turn that down so that you were only afraid of things that were actually going to kill you instead of things that you learned in third grade would kill you when little Johnny was mean to you? So we do that. The second thing we do is around food because you can starve to death. In fact, many of us, that would be all of us alive, have ancestors who lived through famines because if they didn't live through them, they would have died. They wouldn't be your ancestor, right? So actually, maybe they died after they had you. Anyway. Famines are a massive problem for all life forms. There's no nutrients. We die. So the energy that isn't taken up by not getting eaten by tigers gets taken up by worrying about food. And that's why you think about what's for lunch. Oh, I really want the bagel on the table, man. That cookie looks good. There's a bowl of candy. What flavor do I want? And that voice in your head just goes and goes and goes. And it's irritating and it completely can be turned off. That one's relatively easy. Um, And that was my first big book was a bulletproof diet. How do you turn off that damn voice? But then the third thing is really a sticky one. And... After you have fear and after you have food, you have the other F word. Reproducing the species, right? Trevor doesn't have any idea what I'm talking about because she's so innocent. (laughs) But when you're not thinking about food and you're not thinking about something that might be scary or bad, you might be looking at someone's legs going, I know I shouldn't be thinking these thoughts, but I think I will think them anyway because, well, that's how we're wired. All that isn't you, by the way, that's emergent behavior from ancient bacteria who are the puppet masters inside of you. The good thing is they're stupid because they're bacteria and you can train them and that's what we're doing at 40 years is <laughs> in. So you're like, great. Now I can use my fear to my advantage. I can use hunger to my advantage and I can even use the energy that goes into passion to my advantage. And then when you get all those things in alignment, there's the fourth F word, which is friend. And we're wired to be nice to each other. And so when you get all those things that are making you afraid of things that you shouldn't be afraid of out of the way, you have extra energy to support your community. And when I say all life forms do that, every single one of them does it. And so do humans. So we're wired to be nice, to support each other, to specialize, to help someone who falls down and all that kind of stuff. It's just when we're caught in those other three Fs that we start acting like uh, like jerks and it's all hackable
0: yeah absolutely so how do people find out more about 40 years of zen
1: check out 40 years of zen that's four zero years of zen.com um, our facility is in seattle and it's about a 40 minute drive from seatac and there's a float plane terminal right near it at an executive mansion it's in a, a very beautiful peaceful secluded setting on multiple acres and there's a team of trained people, executive chef, and it, it's a, a very high-end experience. And you will be taken care of. You don't have to think about anything except for just becoming a better human being. And it's going to take you about 10 hours a day for five days, Monday through Friday. And the entire time, don't do work. You're going to be doing enough work on yourself. You're not going to be sending texts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, in fact, it doesn't work if you do that. And it is uh, it's one of those things that is worth saving for, uh, and it's been a part of my life for twenty years doing neurofeedback, and I found that doing neurofeedback on myself was kind of like doing brain surgery on myself, and that's why I eventually got to hiring neuroscientists and very experienced facilitators, just to create the results in a very short period of time.
0: This is an intense experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe not everybody is ready for that. Also, it's it's not cheap. It's it's a little, sure. you know, there's a it, cost to it.
1: It's $15,000. Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> Just be real straightforward. Here's why. It's a multi-million dollar mansion, neuroscientist, custom hardware and software designed for your brain, a program that I designed, uh, a team of facilitators, uh, the the executive chef, the food, the whole, the whole nine yards. It's that way because otherwise it would take three weeks, not one week. <laughs> So, compared to any of the personal development seminars, it's in that same range, but it is the most effective thing that I know how to do per minute of, of all of the hacks that I know. It's the one that's made the biggest difference for me. So, I've got it as cheap as I can. The mission of 40 Years of Zen um, is to raise the IQ on everyone on the planet by 10 points. So, that means getting the tech that's now at this facility out into high schools and working with artificial intelligence. So I'm actively funding that and working on that so that we have the ability to have faster improvement and to make it more affordable. So there will come a day down the road, it might be several years, where before you get out of high school, you know what, let's just get rid of whatever garbage stories you're telling yourself so that you can just look at the world around you and then do what you want to do. So I think this is a a fundamental technology for consciousness and I'm super happy to be able to do it on myself and my kids and my wife and my employees and my friends and whoever else just feels ready. And if you don't feel ready or you're outraged just that much, I would love to make it cheaper. I do not get paid a salary from this company. I own the company. It puts its money back into research and development uh, because it's about making humanity progress.
0: Right. So do you have any, for people who maybe aren't quite ready for this, don't maybe quite have the time or the resources for it yet, is there mm-hmm. anything else that you can recommend people kind of prepare to kind of lead themselves up to something to, before sure. they can do this?
1: There's a field of psychology called transpersonal psychology, and there's an episode of Bulletproof Radio with a guy named Stan Groff, G-R-O-F. Stan is the father of that field of psychology. and he's the guy, if you hear about EFT, the tapping technique, or you hear about EMDR, this reset mode where you move your eyes, and he basically said, look, what happens in the womb at birth and in early childhood affects your emotional state, and we can work with that. So I would say, start thinking about, geez, is it possible that my emotions come from something old when I didn't have the ability to think about them. I'll tell you, it's not only possible, it's provable that that is what's going on. It's just uncomfortable to think about that. So if you think that's possible, you're already halfway there. And then you might wanna listen to that episode with Stan Groff because it's going to just clue you in with the guy who actually created this stuff and how he figured it out and what a difference that can make. Because even if you never go to 40 Years In, you might say, okay, I wanna try something like EMDR. And if you know, which is every time you know, I go to get on an airplane or you know something happens, I just like, completely zone out and I, I'm really uncomfortable and I'm stressed and I don't know why. You can sit down and spend a few hours with a therapist who's going to put your brain in a reset mode. It doesn't go as deep as 40 Years of Zen, but it can be really helpful when you know what's going on. And there's less of the exploratory side of that body, but so try some EMDR or even just breathing exercises like box breathing, you know, breathe in for five seconds, hold for five seconds, breathe out for five seconds, hold for five seconds, do that for a while. And that it in and of itself can raise alpha in your brain. So you're just way more in charge of your brain and your emotions than you think. We are, We always will believe our emotions drive us and that we are our emotions. That's not what the data says.
0: Yeah, and breathing doesn't cost anything it's free it's totally free (laughs) and it's good for you it's good for you
1: but i hear they're about to put a tax on it
0: oh so better hurry up and get (laughs) on that (laughs) all right dave well thank you so much for the interview today and teaching us about 40 years of zen and, and what you've learned along the way with that really appreciate it well
1: trevor thanks for having the the courage to go it's actually scary Uh, To say, I have no idea what's going on. I have to have some degree of trust in in people and just sit down and and just let the unknown happen. So you stepped up to it. It's a lot of courage. And even talking about it too is is also really cool. There's a few other videos on the 40 Years of Zen site. There's one from a, a billionaire uh, another guy who's you know a, a major seller of private jets and these are people who are super successful and they're like, oh my God, I just didn't know I had this other stuff. So it's just it's the best investment I know I know of, but I also recognize it's, it's not cheap. Yeah. but man, I don't know how to make it any cheaper right now without it not working.
0: Right, right. I'd love to be able to do it again too. So there we go. Right. There's another layer I'm sure to work on. All right. well, thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Trevor. I hope you enjoyed this interview today with Dave Asprey. And again, if you're not quite ready for 40 years of Zen, there are plenty of other things that you can do to help create more balance in your life. I talk about it in my book, Clean Skin From Within, in the clean mind section. So there's some great tips and places to start there. And if you want to learn more about 40 Years In, Dave Asprey, all that we talked about today, you can go to spotdoctor.com go to the podcast page with his interview, and you'll find all the information there. And while you're there, I invite you to join the spot Doctor community so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows and information. And we always love to see your reviews on iTunes. So if you can Head over to iTunes and take a moment to leave your honest feedback. We always appreciate that about the Spa Doctor podcast. And if you haven't found out your skin personality type test yet, if you haven't taken the test yet, if you haven't found out your skin personality type, you can go to theskinquiz.com. Find out what messages your skin's trying to tell you about your health and what you can do about it at theskinquiz.com. Also, I invite you to join me on social media. Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're all over there, the Spot Doctor, and join the conversation there. I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor podcast.